Blog Talk Radio. Right into this world, all alone. Gotta take your soul, you're on your own. The crow flies Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a live edition of Weigh-In Sports Talk. I am your host, Brian Tarvin, joined with co-host Trey Patterson, and tonight we bring you what we've been talking about for months, the NFL Draft. And Trey, I'll get your opinion in a moment. I mean, the NFL Draft ratings will be higher than these playoff games in the NBA. How you doing, sir? Glad to have you back on the show. I'm doing well, man. Um, yeah, you're right. I think the, I think well. Here's the thing. It is interesting about uh, when we talk about you know um, whether or not the ratings are going to be great with the whole Thursday night thing. I still harken back to the. Uh, I really wish that we had uh, the draft on Saturday where you could sit down like you would watch football and you kind of you know um, get a chance to to have an all day thing. And this whole Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday thing, I'm not a fan of it, Tarvin. Question, are the NBA playoffs going on tomorrow night? Or do you think they, they just surrendered and said there's no way we can we can get the ratings we need in order to make money, so we're going to move it to, I guess, Friday would be the, you know, the least watched day, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you're probably right. I mean, um, that, that sounds like something that would happen for sure. Yeah, but this is how powerful this draft is. Trey, we've been we've been talking about this draft, it seems like, for a year, honestly. And we've been talking about Clowney for a couple of years since we started this show. And tonight, we're going to give you our mock draft. And, 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 Trey, I don't know if you'd like to. I'd like for each of us to take a number, like an odd number, even number. We actually draft the players that that we think will go or that we want to go. Or if you were the GM of a certain team, who would you pick? Does that sound like fun? Let's do it, man. I'm ready. We'll, we'll come back to the NFL draft in just a moment, but just real quick, your thoughts on Hibbert and the Pacers, Trey, and the NBA playoffs are going on. We're in the second round. What has happened to Hibbert, in your opinion, real quick? We won't spend much time on the NBA tonight. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, I think Hibbert, hard to say what's going on with him, and he's, he's playing better tonight. You know, you can't really buy into the whole matchup thing against uh, – you know, I, I talked about this, and I thought, hey, maybe Atlanta was just a bad matchup, and all of a sudden here come the Wizards, and it isn't getting much better. I still think there's a lot of chemistry <laughs> issues going on. I mean, I still harken back to that. Um, you know, what's gotten in his head, I, I don't know, but I think there's some sort of chemistry issue going on in this team. Because Hibbert um, is a pretty good player. I mean, well, let's not forget how good he was last year in the postseason. Um, but there's something going on, and I can't put my finger on it. Well, I just think that... Instead of being the hunter, now they're the hunted in a way, and and I don't, I don't know if they can they know how to deal with these expectations and everything. And now the there are, there are some locker room issues going on. I agree with you 100. percent But I don't know these wizards. Could it be the wizards in Atlanta are just a little better than people thought, or is it just some chemistry? Well, I mean, I think the wizards are better than people thought. I think that's definitely part of it. But I think another part of it is the fact that I think the Pacers, I mean, I think you hit um, sort of the nail on the head there. I think the Pacers, people are um, sort of, they see them coming this year. Yeah, but that's hard. We, we we see it. We saw it with Auburn and football. We'll see how they respond this year. What's it like to come out of nowhere? And then what's it like to play when 
when you're the hunted, kind of like Alabama's done for the last few years. It's going to be interesting to see. I mean, the second round so far to me, Trey, it just seems to me like it's going as scripted. I, I kind of picked a couple of upsets looking into it, but maybe the first round excitement is where it ends really in these playoffs. Maybe, I don't know, what do you think? Can it get better than the first round? I just don't see it getting better. I think it could. I mean, I think we get hit. But, I mean, will we see it? I don't know. Uh, sometimes, if you look at statistics, uh, teams that go into sort of a game seven situation and, and they win, uh, if you look at how well they've done in the, the second round, it's less than, I think, what you'd expect from a team who got tested in the first round. Sometimes they don't exactly do so hot in the uh, the second round. And I think that's what we're kind of seeing, um, you know, the second round right now. All right, Trey, my itch is uh, I have to talk NFL football now. The draft's here. We talked two minutes on the NBA. That's all the time I allotted tonight. I'm, I apologize. We'll, we'll, we'll get more into the NBA. The playoffs still go for six more months, so we'll be able to to catch the playoffs. But how do you want to do? Do you want to be the number one pick tonight, Trey, or, or would you <laughs> like the host to be? You you decide. I'm going to defer to the host. Uh, and, you know, let's walk through this draft. And, and certainly let's not forget folks can call in. Uh, and, Tarver, I don't know if you want to give out the number before we get started here. But call in, let us know what you think. I mean, we're going to tell you uh, not only what we think these picks are going to be, uh, but what maybe, what maybe we would do um, as well and give you a little commentary. So, Tarvin, uh, what's the call-in number, buddy? Call-in number 646-716-5564. 646-716-5564. When I give you this number one pick tonight, it's not what's going to happen tomorrow night, but this is what I think should happen, and I'll tell you why. And Trey will do the same thing. You can agree with my pick, Trey. Maybe tell me who you would have taken in this spot, and we'll we'll go from there. We're going to go through the first round. We're going to get through it in about an hour, so we'll we'll, we'll get there. And, and I'm the Houston Texans right now. I have this coveted number one pick. And you know what, Trey? I'm not going to trade it away. I'm going to keep it because I'm greedy and and I already have a a good team. I think if I'm Houston GM, Trey, I have a great team in place. We had some injuries, some just some issues, but I'm in the number one pick, and this is not a pick that I have to make that's going to make or break me, Trey. I'm going to be a playoff team regardless of who I pick here, and for that reason, I'm going to bring some excitement to this draft. I'm going to bring I'm going to put people in the stands, and with the number one pick, I am taking Johnny Manziel, Trey. <laughs> with the number one pick, and I'm the Houston Texans right now. And I'm, I'm taking them because, I mean, you can't really lose. I mean, they, they can risk more here and take a gamble because they are a loaded team, in my opinion. I'm taking Johnny Manziel, Trey, right off the bat, number one. Now, I'm talking about, is that what you think they're going to do as well, or, or, or do you think that's what, no. what you would do? No, this is what I would do right now. But what I think they're going to do is I, I think they're going to take Clowney, and they're going to have him with Watts. You know, you got to look at that division. You see Andrew Luck, and, and you see what, you, what you're what you up against. You're going to have to, to get some defensive players, and they have Watts and Clowney, Trey, on the opposite sides of each other. That's going to be hell on teams. But I'm looking at it through if I was the GM, and I'm not, but I'm sitting over here, and mm-hmm. I'm taking Johnny Menzel. Well, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go, uh, and definitely, guys, give us a call and tell us what you think. Uh, you know, there have been what, one quarterback in the past, what, 25 years, he's been under six foot who drafted in the first round, of the, and the, the guy's name escapes me. He's not somebody we all know. So that would be sort of um, almost uh, anarchy in the NFL 
Uh, here's what I would do. And not, not only do I think this is what they should do, Tarvin, I think this is what's going to happen. Uh, I think the, the Texans trade out of this pick. I think the Falcons trade up. I think that the Falcons will, will – they desperately need a defensive lineman. They desperately need excitement. Uh, this is a team who uh, has disappointed the fans. We know that the Atlanta fans, uh, and you are one of them, Tarvin, uh, are fickle. Yeah. You, will, you will follow uh, your college football team player uh, more than you will the Falcons uh, just because uh, they just don't have that sort of that history um, that makes people want to follow them. With, you know, and so I think what they're going to do is Atlanta wants to move up. They want Clowney. They need Clowney, and they get him. I think they offer um, the exact same deal that RG3. I think they'll eventually bite at that deal. They got RG3 a couple years ago. Uh, they trade away the first pick. They swap first-round picks. They give up a second, and then a future first-rounder. I think the Falcons land Clowney. Wow, that's a lot to give up if you're Atlanta, Trey. You need offensive line. You need defense. But I can see it. I mean, I would love to see it. Do you think Atlanta can pull it off? So you really think this is going to happen tomorrow night? You think Atlanta is going to come up and trade and get the number one pick? Yeah, I, I think we're going to see more than one um, – Trade here. I think the Falcons are the first team, and I think there are a couple of teams who really want to move up. The Buffalo Bills really want to move up um, as well. So I, I really do think that to get Clowney, uh, they look at this as as a cornerstone piece. Uh, and remember, the Falcons have Roddy White, they have Steven Jackson, they have Matt Ryan. Yes, they need a lineman, uh, but this is a deep lineman draft. Uh, they can get a lineman in the second or third round. <clears throat> Obviously not in a second if they're giving that pick up, but they can get alignment later on. A tight end is something they need, but this is, again, not a tight end draft uh, where you have to get somebody. They're not going to take a try to tight end at six anyway. So I think the Falcons go for the player who is the most exciting and is the biggest need. If you look at the Falcons' sack total over the past, what, five years, Tarvin, it's, it's, it's abysmal. It's in the bottom, what, bottom five of the league. So they need a pass rusher, and, and a guy like Clowney really hits a home run for the fan base. Well, and you got to understand, South Carolina is not too far away from Atlanta. And then the SEC following, there's a lot of SEC fans, football fans, that go watch the Falcons because they're close. And they just pull for them. Like you said, they follow players. And I think Atlanta would get a big drawing if they if they got clowny. They would sell a lot of jerseys. They'd get a lot of season ticket holders. That's a very interesting uh, scenario there, Trey, and I like it. I like that creativity and that imagination. <laughs> So in in the second round or the second overall pick, the Rams, and and I've traded, I've changed my mind on this because I remember a couple years ago when I was looking at players come out, I saw Sammy Watkins as a freshman, I saw Clowney and these guys, and there's certain people that you know are just superstars. And for that reason, if I'm the Rams, I'm not going after Greg Robinson, I'm not going after Jake Matthews, an offensive lineman. I'm I'm getting the best player right now, and I'm getting Sammy Watkins, Trey if I'm the Rams right now. Wow, so you have you know, the Rams taking Sammy Watkins. Here's another um and I, I don't I don't know if they they would be bad to hit Sammy Watkins, especially given um you know that receiver's core that receiving core needs. I mean that's definitely a need the Rams have. I'm not gonna call a, a, a pick at this point, Tarvin, or a trade of a pick, but I think it's definitely possible. And and the team that I'm looking at, Tarvin, with trading up is the Buffalo Bills. And I'm not not calling it so I'm saying I wouldn't be surprised if the Bills trade up. The Bills desperately need a linebacker. Uh, and I think that we could see the Bills trade up uh, for Khalil Mack. I mean, I think there are people who think that Khalil Mack 
is going to be a 10-year starter in the league. And I think the, the Bills, who that is their main position of need, if Clowney goes one, I think the desperation for the Bills to get uh, Khalil Mack will be heavy, um, given the fact the Rams don't need, you know, they need line, linemen and receivers. And, again, this is a draft, but those are very stacked heavy. Uh, I think the, the Rams may trade out. Now, I'm not willing to call it just yet, Tarvin, um, but uh, I'm just saying don't be surprised. I'm going to go safe with this pick since I, I went. Sorry, go ahead, Tarvin. I'm sorry. Well, you look at the Rams, Trey. They have a 13th pick as well, so exactly. they could drop yeah. down a little bit. They could drop down a little bit and still get two great players right here. Yeah, and that's the reason why I think if I'm the Rams, and I could get either a swap of first and maybe even a second pick as well. You know, if they can get a couple of picks here, the Rams can, and they already have a decent number of picks in this draft. Um, then they they really could set themselves up because again. If they trade down, they already have the 13th. They they pick the ninth pick overall as well. They're still going to get a solid offensive tackle, and they're still going to have the ability to pick up a receiver or a safety, uh, maybe even HaHa Clinton Dix later on, and we'll talk about that. Um, so I, I think my my eye is on that, Tarvin. I've been watching a lot of Twitter accounts from Buffalo Bills insiders, and and, and the the really the momentum is picked up on this on this potential trade. I don't think they're going to be able to make a run at one. Because uh, they don't want, I don't think they need Clowney, uh, but they definitely need a linebacker. And I think uh, at the Rams at two is where you might see the Bills jump off. And we'll see. But I'm going to play it safe, Harvin, on the pick overall, and I'm going to predict that the Rams take keep the pick and they take Greg Robinson out of out of your your team Auburn. I think if they keep the pick, um, he's the guy they have to take. Well, in this scenario, in a dream world, I mean, you know, Johnny Manziel one, Watkins two. You know, Jacksonville's sitting here at number three, and, and, you know, what do they need? They need everything. And if Clowney did drop here, Trey, and then, then the mock draft looking here, what we're doing, he would. Jacksonville has to take Clowney. They're almost forced to here at three. So I'm going to put Clowney here at number three. Um, I don't think the Rams would take him at two, and if they trade down, you never know. But this is just a mock draft. This is for fun. But Jacksonville would take Clowney with number three, Trey. Yeah, I mean, I think if, if we get to that scenario, you're absolutely right um, that they would have to take Clowney. Um, but, you know, Clowney's off my board, uh, as I had him going to the one of Atlanta. <laughs> so here's the thing. Jacksonville Jaguars, you know, what are their three main leads? They see defensive linemen, offensive linemen, and a quarterback, obviously. Uh, Chad Henney, um, let's just say I don't think he's the future. Um, but their needs on the line are far greater than the needs of quarterback right now. Um, and, and, and so you might think, well, you know, do they, do they take the pick? You know, Jacksonville is probably not in a position to trade it, uh, given it three. And so, Tarvin, at this point, I, I really do think um, that they're going to go with the best player they have on the board, and that player is going to be Johnny Manziel. So I think he's going to go um, to the – uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, and he is going to be, take his talent and, and fight Chad Henney for the starting position next year um, for Jacksonville, and just he's going to have to pray that Blackman is is on that roster next year. Wow, I mean, if he went to Jacksonville, and that's that's the key to me for Manziel Trey uh, doing well is getting on a good team, and I think when I put Texans up there, they have a chance to to take a gamble, but it would be kind of like Colin Kaepernick coming in and playing with San Francisco, Russell Wilson playing with Seattle. 
you put a talented quarterback with a good team, a young guy like that, he could do well. If he goes to Jacksonville, Trey, he's going to get killed. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, again, uh, you're talking about a team that needs line help. Uh, and so if you're talking about line help and, and you can't keep a guy who, who very well could be one of the more left, I guess, more fragile quarterbacks who are going to come in the league, I mean, he could get broken rather, rather quickly. And so but I think Jacksonville, uh, they, they're looking for a franchise quarterback. And I think this is a team who has not made great decisions in the first round as well. Uh, and I think they take him. I, I think uh, my my thing is, if they don't take him, Tarvin, they better take, according to my draft, they better take Khalil Mack. But I, I think he falls. I think Manziel, I think Manziel goes at three. All right. So we have the Cleveland Browns here at, at four. Um, man, this is a tough one. And and you know, Trey, I, I still have a feeling Cleveland, well, they wanted – they want Manziel. I don't think they're going to be able to get him. But I just have a feeling here that Cleveland's going to go after Bridgewater. They're going. They keep going after quarterback, 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 and eventually one of them's going to stick. And a lot of people are down on Bridgewater right now because of his his uh, pro day and everything. But if you look at the film on Bridgewater, Trey, he, he does good in games. I mean, I know he had a bad pro day, but would I be crazy here to put Bridgewater? at number four with Cleveland? Well, <laughs> I think you would. Um, I'm just man, asking. Uh, That's not my pick. Yeah. I'm asking. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they would. I think I think Bridgewater is – I mean, I look at him. I look at his size and his hands and his throwing ability. And, I I, I mean, we talked about this before. I see Geno Smith, and I, I don't even see a good Geno Smith. So we'll have to see, Tarvin. I, I mean, but could Cleveland do it? I mean, my buddy Adam Bentz, uh, he, he – He's watching the Cleveland Browns. He's a Cleveland Browns fan, sort of one of those Cleveland Browns, uh, you know, desperate fans. And the draft is their Super Bowl because they don't have anything else. And I'll tell you what, they they do want Manziel. A lot of the fans want him. And But Bridgewater, I haven't heard a lot of excitement for him. Yeah, I mean, I, I just wanted to know what you think. But, you know, looking at the board right here where I have Manziel, uh, Sammy Watkins, Clowney, uh, Greg Robinson doesn't seem like a good fit for Cleveland right here. And, I mean, who does? I mean, I don't even know a good fit for Cleveland. But I think if they were going offensive linemen, they would take Jake Matthews. But I think maybe right here they would go after Khalil Mack if they were not going after a quarterback. So I'm going to go Mack here at number four, get him a good linebacker. That defense it needs improving. It is getting better. I think that would be a solid pick for Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, Cleveland has two, you think Cleveland has two pro bowlers on their offensive line. They got their center and they have Thomas, I mean, if they got an offensive lineman here, uh, whether your draft or my draft, I mean, they may have one of the best offensive lines in the entire NFL. And we're talking about the Cleveland Browns. So, I mean, offensive line is something I think they're looking at. And I think at Cleveland at this point, you're looking at the best player available, and you're thinking, holy cow, like, when we, if I take Jake Matthews and he didn't know my draft, uh, we may have the best offensive lines in the next 10 years, and it really doesn't matter who we have at running back or quarterback. I mean, they're going to have time, and we're going to have gaping holes. But then again, you're looking at, you know, they brought in Vince Young and Tyler Thigpen to back up a guy who's coming off an ACL injury who only has played, what, three games in the NFL. I mean, something like that. And you're thinking, well, man, are they really going to pass up a quarterback? I think if Manziel hits them, there's no way. But you and I both have already had Manziel off the board. And so with that, Tarvin, I think Cleveland, they look at the best player on their board. They look at the fact that Matthews is still out there. But they take the best player on the board. In my draft, Tarvin, that's Sammy Watkins. 
Cleveland takes Sammy Watkins, and Josh Gordon become a dynamic duo in Cleveland. Wow. That's a that's a ballsy one. I mean, that, that's a good pick. And now we move on to, to one I guarantee you we won't get right. The Oakland Raiders are number five. I don't know. Who's the fastest punter out there? That's who we may need to look at right now for Oakland. I don't know. But Oakland right now, if, if you look at what Oakland needs, man, it's, it's a tough one. The, I don't think Greg Robinson is going to go to Oakland. But what do you think, Trey, about Aaron McDonald out of Pittsburgh? Defensive tackle. Yeah, here, here's my – I'll tell you about – I have three guys that I've been looking at as, as the biggest bust in this entire draft. And I'll tell you that Aaron Donald is number one on that list, and I'll tell you why. Um, <laughs> well, he's going have, to Oakland, man. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's exactly why I think your pick may be great. Uh, this guy, if you watch his tape, and, and I know he's one of those – every year you get one of those guys who go to the combine and they just tear it up, and they're the greatest thing in the history of the NFL because of their combine. But if you go back and watch this guy, and I, and I did because he played against Florida State, and I watched that game. He was very hyped going into that game, and so I watched that matchup very carefully because I thought, man, this guy's going to eat us alive. He's got to be great. I mean, I was hyped. And he was destroyed off the line. And I granted now that the FSU offensive line is, is decent. Um, but they're not first-round pick, NFL caliber, you know, Hall of Fame guys. I mean, these guys on the line, they get drafted. A lot of them will get drafted. Um, but, Tarvin, I saw a guy who was getting dominated by guys who weren't supposed to be as great as he is. Um, so I look at Donald and I think, I don't think this guy's going to be very good in the NFL. So so are you picking him to go to Oakland? Or? <laughs> I'm just telling you what I think about him. It's your, your pick, buddy. You're on the board. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm picking Donald for Oakland. Okay. So you went ahead and pulled the trigger. So you got yeah. Aaron Donald uh, going to uh, the, the sort of silver and black. Well, here, you know, I agree with you. I think that clearly they think it's probably going to be a terrible pick. Um, but I really do think the Raiders at this point, uh, they look at their needs. I mean, you're talking about offensive line help, I mean, receiver help. I mean, they have no quarterback. I mean, Matt Schaub uh, can't be the guy who they're relying on. I think when you're, when you're the Raiders and you're talking about um, you know, the best available and you're talking about picks, I think they're going to take Blake Bortles. And, and I look at that, I look at the draft, and I, and I see Bortles may be the best quarterback in this draft. Um, but you talk about a lot of the times is where you go. Uh, I think Bortles goes to the Raiders, and just like Manziel, it's going to be a terrible thing for both of them. Um, but I think Bortles goes to the Raiders at this point. I think they they have to pick. Um, they're going to be too enamored with uh, you know sort of the arm, and they take Blake Bortles. Oh, Bortles to Oakland. That could be a fit. Now you know you pick you you predicted the Falcons to move up to number one. I'm going to keep them at six. And and I, when I watched their quarterback, Matt Ryan, getting killed this year a lot, I, I realized the Falcons, they need defense, but they also need that offensive lineman. And I think, you know, being from Auburn, Greg Robinson right here with Atlanta would be a, a good pick for them. They would give them somebody that could come in right immediately and start. But one problem is Greg Robinson's pass blocking. We don't know, and, and Atlanta likes to throw the ball around with those big receivers and – I don't know. I'm going to pick Greg Robinson here because I think it would be a good pick for him, Trey. Uh, the Auburn man goes number six. Yeah, and it's not, it's not a bad pick. I think at that point, if it ends on the board and, and they take Robinson, that's a, that's a steal for them. Um, obviously, I have the Texans picking here. 
So I'm looking at the Texans, and I, and I, and I see what, what they need. And I think uh, if you're talking about the Texans, Tarvin, you know, obviously it's it's a team who uh, has traded down so that they, they've avoided, um, you know, the whole clowny thing. And they're going to look at the best player on the board. And the Texans are going to take Khalil Mack, and they are going to be excited that Khalil Mack was on the board. So I think Khalil Mack is what they would take number one overall if they had to. I think they have him rated as the number one player in this draft. I think that the fact that Khalil Mack falls to them is going to be a blessing in disguise, and it's going to just obviously let Houston um, know that what they did was correct because if they can fall in the draft and still get the player they have rated number one overall uh, at six, I mean, they're going to be absolutely, just absolutely excited. All right, that's a good one. Number seven, Tampa Bay. I think this is a no-brainer right here. I think you'll agree with me, Mike Evans to Tampa Bay right here. It would be a good slot for him. I think he's a phenomenal wide receiver. That's my second receiver in this draft so far. This is a, a lot of good receivers. But the Evans, Watkins, they're great. And there's a couple other great ones, Trey. I'm going with Evans, no-brainer here. Yeah, I think I think I think Evans is who they who they're probably going to pick. I mean, your their main, however, their main needs are D line, tight end, O line. I mean, so this is a team that doesn't have receiver as their number one need. So I think a lot of people think they're going to take Mike Evans, and, and you know, it's it's not exactly outside of the realm of possibility. I think most people are are predict predicting that. Um, the the. I guess the crazy player who, who I might who I might see here is Odell Beckham Jr., who is flying up the draft board. I think there's a good chance that he might be the second receiver taken over Evan. Um, but I'm still not even sure that the, the Buccaneers take a receiver here. Um, I'm going to go, if Jake Matthews is on the board, Tarvin, I think the Buccaneers take Jake Matthews. Well, well, Trey, we have a caller in. Cuervo, you're picking Matthews, Trey. Cuervo, who do you think Tampa would take right here with their pick? Uh, well, first of all, good evening, guys. It's 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 tough. Um, I think you know, as you mentioned, Tarvin, they 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 need some help up front on both sides. Um, I mean, despite what the reports are, what's come out, and things like that, I still think, and this is going to be a reach, and I think we're going to see a lot of reaching going on in the first round. I could see Tampa Bay potentially going for a guy. Mike Jernigan out of Florida State. I mean, I don't I, I, how, how true that could be, I don't know. But I'm telling you, there's going to be some reaching going on, and I could see Tampa Bay being one of those teams that uh, that potentially might do that. Yeah, Tampa Bay is a team that you just never know what to expect from them. And the next team is very, very interesting with the Minnesota Vikings, Trey. Um what, I mean, I've heard trade talks with them getting Sam Bradford from the Rams. Um, there's so many to choose from here, what they could do. I thought Bortles would be a good one. Oh, man, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Minnesota right here. C.J. Mosley out of Alabama. That could be a fit for them, Trey. And, and maybe it's a little high, but Minnesota has been known to, to, to give a little bit more sometimes in the, in the reach. What do you think about C.J. Mosley right here? Well, I think Mosley is going to be a good good linebacker in this league, and I think um, when you see Khalil Mack go ahead, sometimes teams uh, the value that position uh, will reach, and I don't think CJ Mosley is reaching that much anyway. Um, but the Vikings, again, going back to their needs, you know, and I know a, a lot of teams need O and D line, but they're one of those teams. They also need a quarterback. 
But I think you're right. If you go to at this point in my draft where, you know, Matthews just went, I think they would have loved to have Matthews fall to, him, fall to them, but he didn't. And so you're looking at – if you're a Vikings fan, you're looking at this. Uh, according to my draft, I'm actually going to, for the first time, Tarvin, I'm going to agree with you uh, that the Vikings would take E.J. <laughs> Mosley. Well, I'm glad you agree with me. I think we have Sonia on the phone or Jason one. We're talking about the Vikings here. And that number come up. Welcome to the right. show. Is this Sonia or Jason? This is Jason. <laughs> What's up, Jason? It's both of us. We might have to call okay. back. We're getting a little static, Tarvin. We're going to call right back, okay? Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Well, we're going to stay on the Vikings pick until they get back. And, uh, Trey, do you hear me okay? Do I sound okay? Yeah, I hear you just fine. And, by the way, I think um, – I'll tell you two other players that I think the Vikings will strongly consider, according to my mock draft. Uh, Anthony Barr, the linebacker out of UCLA, they'll strongly consider. And I think they'll strongly consider Aaron Donald out of Pittsburgh. Again, I think that's a huge mistake, but I think um, those are the two other players, I think, at this point in the draft, that the the Vikings would strongly consider. All right, let's get Jason on here. Tanya, Jason, your Minnesota Vikings here on the clock. Will they take C.J. Mosley, you think? Um, I have no clue, Tarvin. To be honest with you, when every draft year, <laughs> what I want them to do, they never do. But here's what I want. Um, so they're in talks with St. Louis to trade for Sam Bradford. So quarterback issue there. Minnesota will probably take a defensive player. If not. They'll probably move down um, more draft picks, and they'll pick up a quarterback in the second round. That's what I hope. How would CJ? How would how would CJ Mosley fit Minnesota though? The kind of defense they run. How do you think it fit there? Well, for him, I mean, he's unique. He's versatile, so it's basically just plug him in and let him go. Yeah, so I mean, he's ready. So he'll fit right in. Um, well, Cuervo, who, who, who do you think, Cuervo? Who are they going to take, the Vikings? I mean, it's hard to go against Mosley, uh, Tarvin, so I think I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, but, again, like Jason said, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's the aggravating thing about the first round. You think your team's going to do one thing, and they, they, co- they go in a total different direction. You're just like, what? <laughs> Yeah, hell, yeah this first draft. round is it's hard, Jason. Did we lose Jason? No, oh, no, I'm here. What's up? What is... That's it. He's right. That first round is is very difficult to pick, and especially when you you have interest in your team, you want the Vikings to do this. They turn around and take a take a safety or something, and you're scratching your head. You just never know what to expect in this draft. No, I was happy with last year's draft, so um, <clears throat> I just pray that Spielman listens to Norv when they select their quarterback. Um, there's going to be quarterbacks in the second round, so we're good. If we, if we get Sam Bradford and, and we have Castle and Pondry's kind of sits and scribbles on the sideline, I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, well, well, let's move on to the Buffalo Bills at number nine. Sitting right here, I, I have no idea what they're going to do. But if I'm them, looking on my board, who's left? I'm taking Jake Matthews, Trey. 
Jake Matthews with a number nine pick that's safe and it fits what they're wanting to do. You can't go wrong with Jake Matthews. Yeah, obviously my boy, I think he's gone, but uh, the number one need of the Buffalo Bills is linebacker. They need tight end, uh, and the most popular picks on all the draft boards are, um, you know, the linebackers who may be available, and then Eric Ebron out of North Carolina. Uh, those are the big players a lot of people think. Also, um, on offensive line, Taylor Lewin out of Michigan is a very popular pick for them, but I'm going to go against a lot of that, Tarvin, and I think that if they have the availability to take Anthony Barr, uh, the linebacker, directing the need of them out of UCLA, uh, they're going to take that and, and, and run happy because uh, they need linebackers pretty bad. And Anthony Barr is a good fit for Buffalo. I think they take him at nine. All right, Cuervo, Buffalo Bills, who are they taking at nine and why? Yeah, I'm, I'm going with Trey on this one, uh, Tarvin. Uh, I see Barr going to uh, Buffalo at number nine. Um, you know, a lot of defensive help they need. Um, so that's that's where I'm going with as well. I can also see them possibly taking. I mean, you never know. I mean, they might wind up taking another wide receiver. I mean, do they really need it? I don't know. It's debatable. But are they? How, how you have to ask yourself if you're a Bills fan, how happy are you with your uh, your wide receiving core? I know the. Uh, and I forgot the rookie's name now, but you know, he did some nice things. Uh, Robert Woods did some nice things for the Bills this year, but do you really think that's a guy that you can look at and say, yeah, he can he can take over games and and just throw him the ball up? So you never know. I mean, they they might they might look the other way as well. Well, I see I see what you and Trey are doing. Y'all are giving about sixteen names for each team, and if they pick one of them, y'all are going to come back and say you're right. <laughs> I need one damn name. That's all. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't need the the whole entire draft here. I know Cuervo and Trey what y'all are up to. I know I can I can tell what you're up to. Jason and Sonya, who are they going to pick for this ninth pick? Hey, we're just as bad, Tarvin, because oh. we really hadn't been fans. Well, you know, I've been kind of preoccupied, sweetie. So, and all I care well, about is. <laughs> well, well, I, I need you. I need y'all to stay on the phone for this next pick that I'm about to do for Detroit, and and I need you to tell me if this is a good place for him. So we all gave our our selections for nine. Detroit, I think, is going to take. They need a corner pretty bad or a safety. They need some defensive help right here, and I think they're going to get Ha Ha Clinton Dix out of Alabama. Sonia and Jason. How does he fit with Detroit? He's an Alabama boy now, but I think he's going to go that high. He, that, that'll be a nice plug-and-play. Yep, he can do it, but oh, my God. Detroit? I yep. hope he's got the Sioux attitude. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, I wonder how that's going to go. <laughs> Him and Sue. I mean, he, he'd be great to just, you know, step right in, and he can definitely, he's a playmaker. He can come in and make a difference, but... Me personally, and this is just me personally. Somewhere else in Detroit. Yeah, I'd rather have him somewhere else in Detroit, man. <laughs> I just, oh, well, God. Well, well, the no offense, offense is there. The offense is there for Detroit. I think they they just need that defensive help. You got to look. You're playing against Aaron Rodgers. You're playing against Cutler. You're in that tough division where you can score points uh, if you're Detroit, but you need some help on defense. And I think Dix can come in immediately and and really help them. He could, but you know what the biggest problem to me with Detroit is? 
it's almost like the Hawks. <laughs> I mean, well, sort of like the Falcons. They have they'll have this talent, and there's just something missing there. It's just Stafford. Stafford is stuck on the pre uh, pre Favre years when he was the gunslinger and not hitting. Yeah, something is just that's, that's where he's stuck. It's like they it, there's just a missing piece there. If they could get it together, Detroit could be a contender. But they're just one of those, you know. They get to hype, and then it's like, okay, back to reality. They're the new Tampa Bay out of our division. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, but, hey, a, you know, if he goes division. Yeah, if he goes there, um, you know, there's always trades and all sorts of other stuff that will happen. That's the great thing about draft day. Nothing's a sure thing. Yeah, you're probably, right. You know, hey, I want to thank – I want to thank y'all for coming on, Sonia. I know you're not feeling well, and again, you're you're in our prayers. I know y'all don't want to stay here and go through all 32 picks, but uh, I thank appreciate you y'all very much. Oh, love you guys. And Cuervo, hello. I'm sorry I didn't get a chance to say hello the last time we were on, but let's just uh, thank you so much for the prayers, Tarvin. And I just have to say that uh, at one point when I was um, in the hospital last week, I got a phone call from Brian Tarvin, and. He said something to me that really, I mean, I was really, really melancholy, and he he said something that really lifted my spirits, and uh, so I just want to thank him for that and publicly publicly acknowledge how the power of words can really help somebody. So thank you so much, Tarvin, for following the Holy Spirit and and, uh, saying those words and and, uh, making me feel a lot better. I really appreciate it and love you for that. You're very welcome, and, and we love you, Sonia, and you're going to get better very quick. So everybody out there listening, make sure you keep Jason and Sonia in your prayers. It's tough on Jason, too, so just want to keep that out there. Make sure you keep praying. Uh, Trey, since you're running this show, uh, where are we at? Detroit, I pick HaHa ha, Clinton Dix. Buddy, who you pick? You know, I hate it, but Tarvin, I have to agree with you again. I had HaHa ha, Clinton Dix tonight at 10 oh. o'clock, so. Yeah, I got you. Got me as well. So, uh, because because I happen to agree with you, Tarvin, I'm, I'll move on to number eleven. I don't want I don't want to bemoan the, the me having to agree with you at this point. Hold on, hold on. Uh, you gotta you gotta get Cuervo over there. Who's he picking? Oh, is it me? Is it my turn? Yeah. All right, Tarvin. This one's for you. They're either gonna take a quarterback, a running back, wide receiver, a lineman, tight end. <laughs> All right, I'm going to give you one name, okay? Justin Gilbert, Oklahoma State. And I I know tomorrow night, Cuervo, on on your show, we're going to go in depth about a lot of stuff tonight. We're going through the whole first round doing a mock draft, so we don't have that luxury. Tomorrow night, I'm bringing my E-game with you, though. Who would you say again? Gilbert, Oklahoma State, cornerback. That's a good. That's a good pick. Go ahead, Trey. Lead us. You you lead this this uh, the rest of the way. I'm tired. <laughs> Actually, that's, that's a good name, Cuervo, because I think Justin Gilbert goes to the Tennessee Titans with the next pick. I think a talented player in Oklahoma State, Justin Gilbert, will be with the Titans. You there? You, you there, Trey? Yeah. Can you hear me, Tarvin? I'm sorry. You said who? Justin Gilbert, with a, I'm, I'm going to take the Cuervo's pick, uh, but he's Justin Gilbert, Tennessee Titans. Well, well, Trey, I mean, you stole my pick because actually Justin Gilbert was who I liked right here with the Tennessee Titans, so we're even. 
Uh, stop stealing my picks. Well, if I, if I pick behind you, I'm just going to copy everything you say. I figured you would. All right, let's keep moving. All right, it's a target with the, the New York Giants, buddy. Uh, linebacker, cornerback, and offensive line are in need. I think at this point, if you're the Giants and you see Taylor Lewin out there from Michigan, that's who you're going to take. Six seven, three hundred nine pounds. He's a big dude. Uh, I think he'll play with the Giants. Taylor Lewin, out of the offensive tackle out of Michigan, is the number twelve pick. Okay, the number twelve pick. I'm going to take Eric Ebron, the tight end out of North Carolina. Eli likes those tight ends. They need another weapon, so that's where I'm going to go, Trey. That's not bad, actually. He's 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 going to go around this period. I tell you that. Yeah, he's a good tight end. He's awesome. All right. Bravo, if, if you're going to run this, Trey, if you're going to run this, Trey, I can't have <laughs> 10 seconds of silence. All right, well, I'll go Bravo, to sleep. I'll go to sleep over here. Bravo, who you got with the Giants, buddy? All right, yeah, I, I'm going offensive lineman as well, but I'm going to give you a different name. I think the, I think the Donald kid from Pitt falls. And uh, he goes to the Giants at number, what is it, 12, right? 12, yeah. Nice. Yeah, so that's where I see him going. So uh, there, there's the uh, the overrated player, Tarvin. Uh, there's Donald. Um, Tarvin, here's the Rams again. They're, they're up here at 13. Uh, according to my draft, I had them taking Greg Robinson at two. Uh, and Tarvin, who did you, you had them taking who? Oh, at number two? Yeah. I had him taking Sammy Watkins. So you had him taking filling that receiver need. Here's what I have them filling their receiver need. I, I think you know the Greg Robinson, and then if you can go in and you can add a Mike Evans, and he fell all the way down to 13, uh, you're going to be pretty happy if you're a St. Louis fan. So in the first 13 picks, St. Louis picks up Mike Evans and Greg Robinson. Wow, you think Mike Evans falls that far? I got Mike Evans all the way down to 13, buddy. All right. Well, I'm going to give you somebody I don't know if you're familiar with, but I watched him play at Virginia Tech. He's a corner, and I think the Rams, you know, you go ahead and get your, your offensive guy, and now you come up and you get Kyle Fuller for Virginia Tech. I, I think that's what they're wanting. I mean, they get a stud on defense. They have a stud on offense, and we're just in the first round right now. There you go. How about, Corvo, what do you got, buddy? Oh, it's a tough one. Uh, we're talking about, oh, my God, what team are we, why am I drawing a blank? Who, what team are we on again? <laughs> the Rams. <laughs> the Rams. <laughs> I, I forgot, like, half the first round belongs to the Rams. Um, you know what, I don't, even, I don't even see them keeping this pick, to be honest, guys, because I could see them making a deal and uh, a team like, and this is what I was talking about on Sunday. Tarvin, I could see a team like Arizona moving up and getting their quarterback that they want. Because and it all and it all depends on obviously it's gonna depend on how the first few picks go, but I see I see Arizona moving into this pick and getting their quarterback car from uh, Fresno State. Wow. All right, Trey, that takes us on to the Bears. Yeah, the Bears, their main need is defensive line. Uh, and I think if Aaron Donald, despite my thinking, you know, my um, 
you know, assessment of him being very overrated. I think he goes if he's there, he goes with the Bears at uh, at fourteen. So I'm going to take the Bears. They're going to take safety Calvin Pryor out of Louisville. Um, he's a hard hitter, man, and and Louisville coached by Charlie Strong when he was playing. I mean, this is a can't miss pick right here, Calvin Pryor, Cuervo. Your Bears going safety in the first round. Yeah, absolutely, and that, that's the name that was talked about today here in Chicago. Tarvin is is Pryor. Um, I forget what school does he go to again. I just I know the name. I don't remember the school though. Louisville. Yeah, Louisville. So that yeah, that's that's one thing. I I I'd rather see them get Clinton Dix, but I think they're going to get Pryor instead. All right. Well, that takes us to the mighty Pittsburgh Steelers, Trey. Yeah. And, and you know they they need defensive tackle, um, they need receiver, they need corner. So so in this one, the Pittsburgh Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger is going to try to sweet talk them and get a pick, but it's not going to work. I'm going to say Lewis Nix the defensive tackle out of Notre Dame right here going to Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's not, that's not a bad pick. They need linemen, they need D-line, offensive line, safety, and cornerback. Uh, so I, I think they're looking at the, all the corners available in the secondary, secondary, and they're like, wow, there's some good guys out there. The name I'm going to give you, I think, who is going to fall around this around, right around this time is Darquise uh, Denard, the cornerback out of Michigan State. Uh, I got Pittsburgh taking him at 15, buddy. All right, that's not a bad pick at all right there. And Cuervo, do you have a thought on this one? I do. Um, you know, they, they lost Mike Wallace two years ago, and they just lost Emmanuel Sanders. So I see the Pittsburgh Steelers reaching for a guy like Beckham out of LSU. Yeah, that's that's a good one. And you still have Marquise Lee, uh, Cuervo, and Trey here that could – could easily step up yeah. right there. Well, that t- that takes us to the Dallas Cowboys right here, and you you never know. You know they want Johnny Manziel. They're not going to get him right here. So how about old Mr. Timmy Jernigan trade the defensive tackle out of your Florida State Seminoles? Yeah, Jernigan's interesting. I think the word is that he's going to fall into the second round because of that that diluted sample. I mean, this guy's not even attending the draft anymore. Uh, so that should tell you what his agent is telling him about where he might be picked. Uh, I think a lot of mock drafts had him going at 16. Tarvin. I don't think he's going to go that high. I think he's going to fall. Well, and the team's going to get a steal of a pick. But I don't, I don't think the Cowboys are going to take him this high. But if well, anybody takes him this high, Tarvin, it's going to be the Cowboys. You know, the most the feared person in the NFL is the piss man. You know, when the piss man comes, you know, you, know, you better be clean. I don't know if you saw that show, The Playmakers, that came on ESPN. And the piss man came and, and so Jernigan. But, but a diluted sample trade doesn't mean – that he did drugs or anything. It could have meant he drank 10 gallons of water or something. You know, it doesn't mean that oh, yeah. he did drugs. No, absolutely not. And, and, I, and, I, and I know neither one of you are going to pick this, but what do you think about D. Ford right here? I know I'm not picking him. I'm picking Jernigan. But do you, would you take D. Ford, Trey, over Jernigan if you were Dallas just because of that sample? No, I, I wouldn't, uh, but there's still a couple of guys, and I think people have higher on the board than both Jernigan and uh, D. Ford. Um, and so at this point, a lot of these guys are going to be racked and stacked differently among teams, and I think a team could have D. Ford higher. Um, it's definitely possible. I mean, you got Stephen Tewitt at Notre Dame. you get the Lawrence kid out of Boise State. Uh, you get the kid out of Minnesota. I mean, there's a couple of guys out there 
the teams could have higher carbon. So I don't think it's impossible that D Ford is is rectal higher. Yeah, and and look, I'm an Auburn man about D Ford. We'll talk about him later, but I think honestly he's a little overrated in this draft right now. He had one good season. He's injury prone. I mean, you could tell he was playing for some for some money this year. I'm getting a lot of background noise. Yeah, I am too. Somebody. I, don't, I don't know what the hell that was, but uh, <laughs> it about knocked my ears out. But but we'll talk about that one in a minute, Trey. Uh, moving on to the Baltimore Ravens right here at 17. This is where, if I'm Baltimore, this is where I go out and get Odell Beckham Jr., uh, the receiver, to kind of give – you pay Flacco all that money – you might as well get him get him some help. I think Odell Beckham would be the perfect fit right here. Yeah, and I'll tell you who my Cowboys pick was, by the way. I went with Calvin Pryor um, just to catch up a little bit from St. Louis or from Louisville. Uh, Dallas needs defense bad. I mean, they don't pick a defensive player. Dallas is in a terrible spot. Uh, their defense was horrible last year. Um, looking at uh, Baltimore, Tarvin, I think you're absolutely right. Receiver, receiver and offensive line are their huge needs. And if you look at receiver with Beckham, Benjamin, Cooks, um, Lee out there, I still think that Beckham is going to rise above Lee. And I, I think I think you're right. I think Beckham goes to Baltimore right here. Trey, or uh, Cuervo, who do you like it and going right here at Baltimore? That might, it might be me getting giving you the background, guys. Sorry about that. Um, you know what? This is where I this is where I like got stuck. And really haven't made a solid pick for the Ravens yet, but I mean I could see them going receiver. I mean they did get Steve Smith. However, I mean is he really a number one still? Like that. That's I think that's a fair question to ask. So, um, you know I mean I I, I really don't it, at this point it all just all depends how things are going, but. Um, yeah, I'm I'm really not sure guys. I, I don't I don't know who Baltimore's gonna take. All right. Well well we're gonna have to speed up. We got about ten minutes left in the show. We got a few more to go. We're gonna go to the New York Jets right here at number eighteen. I believe that's where we are right now, and yep. that's mm-hmm. where Trey they're gonna go out and get Kelvin Benjamin, the receiver out of Florida State. Wow. To kinda of help that off that to, to kinda of help that anemic offense. Yeah, I think both of us are thinking of offense, Tarvin. Um, I think Benjamin would be a great pick for any team, but I'm going to go with the tight end who's already off your board, Eric Ebron out of North Carolina, the 6'4 dude. He's, he's going to be good in the NFL. And so I got, uh, again, thinking offense, Tarvin, I got the Jets picking the tight end. All right. Cuervo? Benjamin, Florida State. Benjamin, Florida State. That's a good pick. Cuervo and I agree on that one. And the 19, the Miami Dolphins picking. I mean, this is this is where it starts getting tough for me, guys. Uh, the Miami Dolphins right here. Let's just go ahead and do Zach Martin, offensive tackle out of Notre Dame. <laughs> yeah, how, how crazy would that be if they took like, a kid named Martin, right, on offensive line? Um, yeah, right. <laughs> I, I have him as the best, best offensive uh, lineman on the board uh, at this point. I think that um, the Dolphins have to take the best offensive lineman on the board. Uh, he's who I have them uh, taking as well, because they, they just need line, line, linemen so bad. All right, Cuervo, who do you have at Miami right here? 
Same thing, guys. Same exact pick as, as you guys have. I mean, you lose two starting offensive linemen, you have to replace them. Wow, we're on a roll, yeah. And, and at number 20, the Arizona Cardinals trade, they're going to pick Anthony Barr, the linebacker out of UCLA. Wow, yeah. It'd be crazy, I think, if, if they took a, line, a linebacker. Now, a lot of people think uh, offensive line corner and linebacker are their biggest uh, biggest needs. I think Shazier out of uh, Ohio State, despite the fact that he's been sort of falling, Carvin, he's who I have them picking. I think I could see him falling all the way out of the first round, but I think – uh, the Cardinals take Ryan Shazier. <clears throat> All right, Cuervo. Well, as I mentioned earlier, guys, I, I mean, this pick will be going to the Rams because I think the Cardinals are going to trade up. Um, and, you know, depending on what the Rams, you know, what's available at that time, um, I honestly, I, I mean, there's so many different – ways they can go but uh you know I don't I don't have uh I don't have any clue. I just I just know Arizona's gonna move up. That's all I know. Okay, we'll see if you're right. And um Trey Trey, where are we at on the next pick? Number twenty one, the Packers, my team, Carvin. The needs of tight end, safety and linebacker, um, but I have them going for um, sort of a quasi-linebacker safety, and I think he's already off your board, but I think Kyle Fuller, he's out there. I think he's too good of a player for the, the Packers to pass up. A great blitzer, and he goes to the Packers. Well, you, you look at you look at what they need. They need somebody to help on defense with these quarterbacks, and that's where Jason Barrett comes in for TCU. That, that's who I like with the Green Bay Packers square vote. Trey, you want to move us on to the next one? Yeah, absolutely. The number 22 is the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, linebacker, safety, and corner are, are generally their big uh, big needs, Tarvin. But, you know, the Eagles, also the fact that they lost a receiver, I, I think despite the fact that those are their sort of listed needs, you know, you can walk through their roster, I think if Fuller's there, they would love to take him. But this is a team that's going to have to take a receiver after losing, obviously, um, the whole debacle um, with the receiver core for them this off season. I have them taking Kelvin uh, uh, Benjamin, Florida State. Kelvin Benjamin, and we are at Philadelphia. And and Trey, this is this is where I look at it. And D Ford to me right here is where he's going to be taken with Philadelphia. And and he Chip Kelly, I think, would like his style. He's used to the hurry up playing that in practice against those kind of offenses. I mean, he's a very athletic defensive lineman. Uh, he can be used as outside linebacker. I think Chip Kelly has plans for him, D4, Philadelphia. Yeah, I mean, that very well could be, Tarvin. So I'll move us on to 23, the Chiefs. Receiver, defensive lineman, linebacker are their, their main needs. And if they have the, the pick between uh, Marquise Lee and Brandon Cooks, uh, I, I think at this point, Tarvin Marquis would it off the board. Six-foot receiver out of USC. Uh, I think the Chiefs take him to compliment Dwayne Bow. Okay. Um, this is uh, – I can't pronounce his name, but the guy out of UCLA, the guard, what's his name? Xavier Sufalu or Sufale. I can't yeah. even pronounce his name. But that's I can't I pronounce take. his name either. That's All right, who you I got would the take. guards in UCLA. Yeah. <laughs> 
So, Tarvin, that brings us to number 24, the Cincinnati Bengals, corner, linebacker, and safety for their general needs. Tarvin, who do you think the, the Cincinnati Bengals will take? Ryan Shazier out of Ohio State. He's already off my board, Tarvin. So I think at this point, if you're the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, and the linebackers in my draft have gone a little heavy, you're kind of you're kind of hurting. I think you take a shot. Uh, the Bengals have done that before uh, with Bradley Roby, who again is one of those guys whose draft stops been falling because of off field conduct. But I think they take a chance at Bradley Roby. Uh, Cornerback out of Ohio State at 24. Okay. The Chargers are next at 25. This is where I like uh, Brandon Cooks, the wide receiver out of Oregon State, Trey. I think San Diego, that's who they have to get right here. They need a receiver, and that's who they go after. Yeah, and this is a team that, that needs um, – receiver is definitely one of their needs this year. They got really really great receiver draft last year, and they did that later on. And so I think they wait again on receiver – uh, I think at this point they're going to, they need a cornerback and linemen and, and linebackers. I think if Steven Tuitt, the defensive end at Notre Dame, is out there, that he's going to be the pick for the Chargers at 25. All right, Cleveland Browns at 26 right here. I think it would be a, a – how many picks do they have, Trey? Cleveland, it seems like for some reason this is their, that's their second one. I think they go after Teddy Bridgewater right here. Yeah, I mean, I think you could be very, very right. I think it's a very wrong move. Um, but given the fact that they need quarterback and they need – and so they, I have them taking Sammy Watkins in the sec, with the pick and the fourth overall pick. I think if you're looking at this draft and you look at what it is they're going to do, I think you're very, very, very probably right. Um, however, Tarvin, I'm going <laughs> to say they go against that, just hoping that they're a little smarter – uh, and they take Cyrus Quandro, Quandro, the offensive tackle at Alabama, who, whose draft stock has fallen. Uh, but I think, again, with the linemen that they already have, and Thomas and Mack, who are pro bowlers, they can move Quandro to the right side, the right tackle, and he'll actually be a good player. So I think Quandro, Bengals, 26. Wow, that's pretty good. I was going to go, I know the Saints right now, number 27, that's where we are, correct? Yep. <laughs> I have a lot of problems with this pick, Trey. And it's, it's just very difficult to to know who goes where. But I think, you know, what's the kid out of USC? Is it Marcus Martin, the, the center, the guard? Yeah, he's already yeah, picked he, him, he, didn't he, I? Yeah. I'm already, already, I've already picked him, didn't I? No, Marcus Martin? No, you haven't. Okay, that's not a USC. Marcus Martin, I think that's the only way they can go. Yeah, I think Marcus Martin is a, is a very is, is likely to be taken here. Um, I'll tell you, for the Saints, I have them going. This is one of the players I have them going uh, a little higher. And I think uh, for the Saints, they take a they move up or, or, or I guess move this guy up on their board. I think the Saints, I have them taking uh, linebacker Kyle Van Noy at a BYU. Wow, that that moves us to my Carolina Panthers tree. And I think right here would be the the perfect time for Marquise Lee at the USC. Yeah, I have him taking a receiver as well. Marquise Lee is off my board. I think they, if they don't take a receiver, I don't know what they're going to do with the receiving core. I have him taking the the best guy on the board, Brandon Cooks, uh, out of Oregon State. All right, your boys, the New England Patriots, right here. 
Um, My boy, Tom. <laughs> yeah, you love those those kids. Uh, I mean, they it's like whoever they they pick here uh, will be a just somebody that just dominates probably. So, what do you think about Hagman out of Minnesota? Yeah, I, I think that's not a bad pick. Um, I think I, I, I'm obviously looking at the same the same uh, position as you as well on the defensive line. I have him going with Lewis Nix out of Notre Dame, though. That's a that's a good one. That's a real good one. And the the San Francisco 49ers Trey. I mean, and I know. I mean, I want to pick a running back here, but I know they're nobody's going to pick one. But I think for San Francisco right here. Carlos Hyde would be a perfect running back. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. But I just don't know who they're going to pick, Trey. I mean, that, you know, like Cuervo had a blank moment a minute ago. I don't know who they're going to pick. Who do you think they're going to pick? Let me see if I agree with you. <laughs> I have Jason Barrett, the cornerback out of uh, out of TCU. That's a good one. I'm going to come back before the show and pick that one. But let's go to, to Denver right now, Trey. I think an offensive lineman would be perfect for them, and I think that's where Cyrus Quanjo from Alabama. Yeah, that's not a bad pick. I, I think at this point in the draft, uh, Timmy Jernigan, even with his problems, uh, Denver Broncos, uh, they look at him and say, okay, he's fallen um, because of that, 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 that whole deluded sample, but that's a you know, gift in our lap. We'll take him at 31. All right, that takes us to the – Defending champs of Seattle Seahawks, Trey, and, you know, what What better position to get than a corner if you're Seattle? And the kid from Nebraska, what's his name, Baptiste or whatever his name is, Stanley uh, for Nebraska, that's who I like here. Yeah, that's not a bad pick either, Carvin. But at this point um, on the board, I'm looking at sort of what you were looking at earlier with the offensive line, and I think uh, you're talking about um, – that kid's name is going to be the one outside of, uh, of UCLA, so I'm gonna, who uh, I think they take here. Yeah, that's that's not bad. And it's it's just so hard to pick these, Trey. And we just went through the first round, and I'm interested to see how many we got right. Probably about three is probably what we'll get <laughs> right because it's, it, it's all going to change. And, and, you know, we never mentioned really running backs, Trey, and some of the quarterbacks won't get taken. Where do you see – the running backs. Name the top two or three running backs in this draft, and where do you think they'll be taken? Well, Carlos Hyde, I think, is probably the number one. Uh, I look at uh, after him, I think there's a, there's a pretty big steep fall off. I think Carlos Hyde is probably legitimate NFL back. I think after that, you're looking at guys who are going to have to play a role. I think the two guys who are, in, to me, in the next category together are Trey Mason, Mason and, at Auburn and Bishop Sankey. I think Hyde goes in the second. I think Mason and Sankey are probably talking about maybe late second, third to fourth. Wow. I mean, it's why is it the running backs are so undervalued now? It's like Carlos Hyde, to me, that's the, like you said, that's the number one running back. I watch him play. I think he has a very long life ahead of him in the NFL, a very successful career. But why do people not want running backs anymore? Well, I think it's not only because one running back just can't do the job anymore. And so you have to be careful. Um, sort of overvaluing one because, I mean, what you've seen you know, recently, I mean, from Alfred Morris uh, to the kid this past year from the Rams, uh, I mean, you just find guys, uh, Zach Stacy. I mean, you're just finding guys later on in the draft, I mean, who are, I mean, it's not six-round picks uh, who are starting in NFL teams now and are just as valuable 
or it's more valuable than, than your top five pit for people like Trent Richardson. I mean, look at where uh, Lacey out of Alabama went last year, end of the first round. Uh, and so you just, you're getting much more value out of running backs later on in the draft. Uh, ben Tate, I don't know if you heard his quote. He said if, if he had known how running backs were going to be undervalued, devalued here in the NFL, he would have played safety. That's really what he wanted to play in college, but he moved to running back thinking that was where, you know, that was his meal ticket. Now look at it. Running backs are, like yeah. you said, a dime a dozen. Just get two. You can have two you know, above average and an average, and they can get the job done. It's all about the quarterback the offensive line and the receivers in the NFL when it comes. Those are the, the sexy picks right now. And let's look at the quarterbacks real quick. We're only going to stay about five more minutes, Trey. But we do have to talk about A.J. McCarron and Aaron Murray. They're two quarterbacks in this draft. And I think give them time, give them a couple of years, two, three years, they could be impact quarterbacks in the NFL. Do you think a team in the second round will take a chance on one of those guys? Yeah, I do. Now, second round, I don't, I don't know about the second round. What's weird is Aaron Murray is a guy who, in some draft boards, are is you know past people like Pittsburgh's Tom Savage and Taj Boyd. I mean, there are some people on some boards who have Aaron Murray way down uh, the list. Um, I, I have Aaron Murray as the third best quarterback in this draft, uh, so I think above Teddy Bridgewater and above Derek Carr. Um, so you know, to me, Tarvin, I think Aaron Murray is a guy who has a lot of value. Um, but guys like A.J. McCarron and these other guys, I think they're going to fall, Tarvin. I, I really do. I don't think um, – and, in fact, I, I think you're going to see uh, Jimmy Garoppolo out of eastern Illinois taken um, around the same point as some of these guys. Well, Trey, I know you may have to drop off. If you if you need to drop off, go ahead, and, and Cuervo's back on. Cuervo, looking at Taj Boyd in this draft, I heard someone – someone told me today that, that they think Taj Boyd is the still of this draft when it comes to quarterbacks. Looking at Taj Boyd, how do you think he's going to do in the NFL? And which team out there do you think would would take a, a chance on him, really? <clears throat> well, you know, honestly, Tarvin, it reminds me a lot of E.J. Manuel from last year. Um, you know, as a guy that's a predicted, what, second, maybe third round. But I guarantee you somebody's going to move up and try <laughs> to get him a little earlier than they probably should. And... Um, you know, you're probably going to get the same result in reality. So, um, I don't. I wouldn't go as far as saying he's the steal of the draft, um, because I just don't. I just don't see the the um, how do you call it? I guess the uh, you know what what makes him so special. I guess I don't know how to word it, but you know when the intangibles. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess you could say the intangibles. Um, but you know, when you when when you're looking for a quarterback, it's what makes him stand out from everybody else, from the rest of the guys. And I just don't see it with Taj Boyd. So I wouldn't go as far as saying he'd he'd be a steal unless you get him like in the sixth round. And okay, maybe you've got good value there. But I don't know. I just I don't I don't see it with him. I, I'm not I'm not a fan of Boyd. I just don't think he's going to do very well in the NFL, really. Yeah, I don't either. And and Trey AJ McCarron is is one guy under fire. It seems like for some reason he's plummeting. I want to know why he's plummeting to you. And, and I'll give you my reason is, you know, when you're talking out doing interviews a lot and you're saying that several teams have you in the first round, they're wanting you and all the owners get together and talk and nobody said that. I mean, 
do you think that's going to hurt his draft stock? Because I don't think owners in the first round are really looking at A.J. McCarron. No, of course not. I mean, A.J. McCarron is, is not being looked at in the first round. I don't, And I think, um, you know, having somebody I know who's gone through this process and the draft and the combine and all this kind of stuff, do I think there's somebody who told them that they, they have a first-round grade on him? I think that's possible uh, because at this point, remember, teams are telling players all kinds of things knowing that they're going to run their mouths and then knowing the other teams are going to hear it. Uh, and so hopefully, hoping the other teams make a mistake and move up to take a guy who they don't value at all. And so I think that's exactly what Adrian McCarron is being used at. He's a pawn um, that's being played by NFL teams, hoping that some other team who needs a quarterback goes, oh, crap, maybe I'll trade way up yeah. for Adrian McCarron in the second round. That's a real good point, Trey. And Cuervo, the, the tattoos, A.J. McCarron, it came out that some NFL owners were very turned off that A.J. McCarron had multiple tattoos covering his body. I mean, how much stock do you put into that? I don't think they care about tattoos, really. Really? I mean, I mean is that the best thing we can come up with as far as why you don't like A.J. McCarron? I mean, he only won two national titles and make, made some of the biggest plays against some of the best teams in the country. But we don't like him because <laughs> he's got some paint on his, on his body. Give me a break. Actually, <laughs> hey, if, if I'm a GM and I need, I need a good, solid quarterback that I need to develop, hey, you want to pass on McCarron, that's fine. I'll take him in a heartbeat. He's one of my favorite quarterbacks in this draft, guys. And, and Brian, you know that. I've, I, I, I always speak highly of McCarron whenever we get on this subject. Everybody's in love with Manziel and Bortles. Look, go look at, go look at the game film. Look who these guys have played against. I'm sorry. You know, for those that love Bortles, oh, look what he did against South Carolina. They beat South Carolina by one point, and they only scored 13 points in that game. Actually, they no, lost. No, no they, yeah, they lost. Points. Yeah, yeah, they, they lost. Okay, and 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 to make to drive that point even further, guys. Okay, they put twelve points on the board. Okay, that's four field goals. So what did Bortles really do in that game? He got them far enough to get in the field goal range. Couldn't get the ball in the end zone though. So why are we so impressed with that? So I I just don't see what the big fuss is about Bortles, honestly. Yeah, I don't either. And um, well, Trey, I mean, it's going to be interesting tomorrow night. I can I can tell you that. I'm interested to see what happens, who gets taken. But don't be surprised out there, guys, if Manziel ends up pulling a pulling a number one overall draft pick to the Texans. I mean, these these drafts get crazy right now. I think Houston can gamble. I think they have the team in place. And Cuervo, if I'm not mistaken, y'all have a show tomorrow night at 7:30 Eastern, correct? Yeah, yeah, we're going to be on 30 minutes before the draft begins. Um, so we're just going to do a quick little preview. I mean, obviously we're not going to have time to go into all 32 picks, but just kind of go over some things that we might expect to see, possible trades, possible surprise picks, things like that. Um, but we're going to be on about 30 minutes before. So, I mean, please, you know, join us on, on our side. Uh, Jonathan says he's going to be there. Uh, hopefully we, you know, we uh, – you know, we get you on, Brian. And, and Trey, if, if you're not too busy, I mean, you're more than welcome to join us as well. Well, I appreciate it, Cuervo. Well, all right, guys. The NFL draft is here. We're excited to see it. Um, we'll see you Sunday night. And what we're going to do is 
recap this draft, kind of go over where we were right, where we were wrong, talk about the NBA playoffs, talk some college football. So we'll have a lot of fun Sunday night, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Guys, have a great night, and we'll see you Sunday.